Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm MCJC. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm rebranding for 2018. All right, so... Cool now. Okay. But say that I'm cool, then just move on. Uh, if you don't say it out loud, the fans won't acknowledge it, because I'm the psychic. So today our podcast is about bullying. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Today our podcast is about bullying. Mm-hmm. Certainly seems that way, Jarvis. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. We'll talk a little bit about our experiences with bullying and why we think it's so prevalent. Yeah, uh, why we think it's so prevalent in childhood particularly. I think, you know, it seems like an obvious statement. Like, oh, bullies mainly happen when you're a kid, but there's, you know, certain dynamics at play. Yeah, and I also see a lot of elements of that same, you know, insecurity that bullying comes out of yeah. in, you know, adult human's behavior it just manifests in a lot of different ways yeah and it's like infuriating so uh, i can't wait to get to that topic but before we dive into it jarvis yes how in sam hill this is me rebranding i'm cool now i don't, oh. I don't see god's name i say sam hill uh, i don't even know who that is how in sam hill okay maybe it's sam hell <laughs> i don't know Whoops. <laughs> i don't know sam <laughs> too late don't send me the answer on twitter <laughs> i will not read it yeah <laughs> um how in sam hill are you doing um this I'm- goddamn week uh, it's been an interesting week doing, uh, it's very busy, been feeling a little down, but mostly, um, personal stuff, uh, working through it. Um, on the bright side though, there are a few updates from topics from previous weeks oh my goodness. that I have. Um, wait, wait, should I sing the jingle? It's a trash tale with a trashy trash boy. Yeah. So there's a trash tale update <laughs> and there's a Justin Timberlake update. Oh my God. Not five minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, the third single from Justin Timberlake's uh, new album came And it's out. trash. <laughs> and I, <laughs> it is trash. Oh, my God. It's another trash episode of Sad Boy. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, I think I haven't had time to process it, but it's totally fine. It's just very different also from the other songs, mm. which have been very different from each other. Actually, what are, are we Are we one episode or two episodes from my, list, my live listen to the first one. single? One episode. Okay. Well, I would like to say, having given it some revisions. Oh, wait. You know what? Two. Well, I'd like to say, having given it some revisions, still don't love it. Yeah. We'll chew on it a little bit more, but also, and, and I had somebody point this out, and I should say this to you on mic. This right. might be pretty upsetting for Okay, you. here we go. Maybe the most Sad Boys moment we've ever had. Oh, no. I have never actually listened to 2020. Oh. The 2020? 2020 experience. Hi, I'm Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what? The 2020? You listened to was, the 2020? Was, the year was 2013. <laughs> I couldn't name more than a couple singles. Oh, man, I could probably name And I hear song. it's spectacular so i don't have really the lexicon to judge his journey well i think that like my take on his journey i don't know if i've explained this before on the show uh justin Timberlake's first album justified was the first album i ever purchased oh wow yeah so i have a lot of sentimental attachment and and when i was a kid i used to uh listen a lot to nsync and like learn the choreography to the songs me and uh the kids that i lived with on my street would uh the other together. members of nsync the other members of nsync <laughs> you it lived was, on a street with them yeah it was me justin jc <laughs> oh my God. Uh, joey <laughs> lance you can't do this and chris kirkpatrick <laughs> no i don't know why chris kirkpatrick is the only one who i said their last name Man, poor guy came, came last too <laughs> uh yeah he always comes last so uh i have a lot of sentimental attachment to justin timberlake in his career and justin timberlake's like not a perfect person he's like uh made a lot of mistakes but you know how these things go you like get like this sentimental attachment to yeah. the people and their careers and stuff. At the very so, least, he's an interesting artiste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you had Justified, Justin Timberlake was trying to make an R&B album with, like, the Neptunes, reviewed very much as a pop album, but still, like, pretty strong, like, first, you know, debut. Um, had some iconic singles on there, like Crime Your River, 
Senorita, Like I Love You was, uh, you know, the first single performed at the VMAs 2002. I know this. You're crying. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then he followed it up with Future Sex Love Sounds, which was like highly experimental, very Timbaland influenced. We've talked about doing a first albums episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, we'll, is, this is perfect. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And then um, essentially, like there was this eight year break between between Future Sex Love Sounds and, uh, and 2020 Experience. And 2020 Experience came out in two parts because they just recorded a lot of songs, I guess. So there was part one, which was good, and part two, which kind of felt like all the B-sides, but still had some really cool stuff in there. And I kind of want to listen to it after this, to be honest. Um, Sounds like that album had <laughs> quite the vision. <laughs> sorry. Don't leave. No. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> it's, we've got to record the show. All right, <laughs> Come fine. On, man. Um, and so uh, there's a new single. Uh, I guess to follow up for me, I like Filthy way more than I did the first time we talked about it. And I also like Supplies, but other people don't like Supplies. I, I quite enjoy the song, Supplies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the and then, video I find intellectually offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's really funny because I was watching this like Zane Lowe Beats One interview with... Uh, with Justin Timberlake, where they're talking about like sort of sonically, like what they're trying to do with the album, and everything seems very intentional. So I really just wish the best for everyone involved. Justin, um, not if you're listening, you are. As you listen, Justin, we wish yeah. you the very, very best. Yeah. So that's trash update number one, um, <laughs> and then trash update number two is the squeakquel. The squeakquel. Too fast, too trash update. Too trash, too furious. <laughs> So I trash five for those <laughs> for those who don't recall uh, TLDR. I'm in a very weird trash predicament with my apartment where I can't throw away any trash or else my neighbor will blow up at me. You're at a uh, you're, you have a cold war. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm you're in a cold, cold war. war I'm in a trash still. cold war. I finally got a hold of my property manager after shaming him in front of his colleagues. <laughs> so I left this guy. Life hack. I, I left, yeah, basically, uh, use network effects. Um, we, I learned that from Facebook and the social media <laughs> movement. Um, essentially, I emailed this guy. I called him, and I like left a voicemail. I left a maintenance request, and I got nothing for weeks. And I'm like, well, this is a little unacceptable, I think, right? Because I'm putting my stuff in all the right places. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I don't know what else to do. And then, then I had the trash guy, or excuse me, I had my neighbor blow up at me about this. The, the trash like, guy. Yeah. yeah. He and deserves then, that. <laughs> and then and then I was just like, okay, I have the emails of other people on this email thread. I'm just going to CC all of them and be like, hey, have you heard from this guy? Because I cannot get in touch Very with him. Very nice. And No, I like in immediately, like I got responses from two of those people and him all like together. And I'm like. It's a pro move. I felt bad about it. But at the same time, like, this is his job, I think, so... <laughs> yeah, it seems like the thing he should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked on the phone, um, and I we it seems like we're coming to a solution that I'm not happy with, but I can live with. You have, you have to eat all the trash. <sighs> I have to eat all the trash. Um, no. So I have to go back to using the bins, the, my neighbor's bins, but they're just going to make the trash come twice as often. Oh. Um, which is fine, okay. but I'm like, hey... Property manager, can you, I get this in writing? Can you call my neighbor and all of his relatives? Because he <laughs> does not believe me that we're supposed to be using his trash. So um, I do not want another conflict like yeah. this. Uh, I, I maybe, can I record this phone call? Like, I don't know what 
I, I need like evidence because I know that it's just going to come back again. And I really am tired of having this conversation with this yeah, dude. But, well, also, not to provide too much negative feedback to your landlord that only replies on, on long email threads with lots of people. But I mean, Jarvis, you know this about me. I'm not afraid to admit it. Right. I don't know a lot about city planning. Yeah, <laughs> I've true. admitted this before. <laughs> Candid and open on sad boys. I don't know how You're the world works. You're a very uncivil engineer. <laughs> I'm un- I am an engineer, though. I'm just very <laughs> uncivil. Um. But I would have to assume that getting the trash to come more often is not an easy thing to do. Um, so it is a thing that you can do, but you have to pay for it. That's kind of what everyone's been complaining to me about. It's like, I've got to call these extra things. And I'm like, dude, I feel you. Um, and so it's a thing that can happen, and I'm excited it's happening. But I wanted a solution where I had my own bin so that I could just yeah. continue being in a Cold War. I like um, that. But – didn't happen, but I'll no, keep... unfortunately, not like not unlike the early '90s, you are having to kind of compromise with your 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 rival. It's true. It's true, and I will keep the sad boys audience up, the sad fam, um, the fa- the fam of the boys. I will keep I really every- like fam of the boys. I, yeah, I really do. <laughs> um, I will keep everyone updated because it blows my mind that strangers now are able to connect with me about my trash situation (laughs) and people in other countries. Is it a boon to the show or a kind of subtle critique that people have connected more with your trash story than anything else we've ever talked about Uh, It came up at dinner at work yesterday and (laughs) our good friend Nora was able to explain it to other people who weren't in the know. shocking detail. Yeah. Um, Nuance you didn't even say on the show. There's a degree of catharsis that i never thought i wanted <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll close this out it's the trash song for the trash segment that's true it is that did, did we, and the song <laughs> is trash is absolutely trash <laughs> call me jt <laughs> oh, doesn't ever like i love you please be he's not gonna be on the show anymore um so jordan how the heck how in sam harris <laughs> how in sam hellman how in hellman's man is am i are you uh this week jarvis uh, i'm doing pretty good i'd say i'm at like a, a seven or eight okay i saw shape of water this week so i'm riding high i'm wow. floating high how, how is that i haven't seen it oh, is that guillermo del toro guillermo del toro Nice. One of my all-time, maybe my all-time favorite director. He, right. I, literally, he's... I have so much respect for somebody that's able to apply that nice slice of uh, auteur butter over whatever yeah. you give him. Like, he works on studio projects like Pacific Rim right. and makes it something really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he goes and makes, like, The Devil's Backbone or uh, Pan's Labyrinth or Shape of Water, and it's just for him. Yeah. But he makes it so compelling that it becomes a huge hit and gets nommed. That's, yeah, that's awesome. But it was fantastic. Highly recommended. Uh, we still have not seen Black Panther as of this recording. That's true. I, comes that's out true. This I actually bought Black Panther tickets and then had to give them up because I realized I will. They were for a, a rally. <laughs> <laughs> I have a show that conflicts <sighs> with, um, with with the showing. So I'm going to go try and see it at some weird hour. We should go see it together. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's figure um, it out. Together we are one Black Panther. That's true. Because <laughs> so, we're also and one each White half. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> or each half Panther. Yeah, <laughs> we should yeah. mention. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. I'm killed or, up in a bowl. We're, we're half Black, half Panther. <laughs> together we create one full Black Panther. Uh, but unfortunately, as much as I would like to have uh, my recurring segment, which I definitely remember the name of and I don't need to look up. Uh, let me try. It's Jordan's awkward and c- 
completely vexing, so awkward something. That's exactly it, verbatim. That was amazing. How'd you do that? You're listening to headphones. All of the the pauses and repeats of words. (laughs) Actually, when I say it, it does sound a bit like that. So that's pretty accurate. However, that segment is now cancelled. Oh, wow. This week it is cancelled. Oh, damn. Because apropos of our our, uh, topic today, I have been bullied. Whoa. I got bullied last night. Damn. And I'm going to show you precisely how I was bullied. Okay, here we I go. I brought up something kind of clandestine or cloak and dagger before okay. we started the recording. It's behind my back right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My very good friend, and at this Jordan point... is holding something and he hasn't showed it to me behind his back. Mm-hmm. And he is now going to reveal it for the story and I still have no idea what <laughs> Gunshot <it> sound. Gunshot <laughs> oh, just ends. Yeah, wow. Um, my it good, weirdly still got uploaded. <laughs> my formerly good friend, but after this now nemesis... Oh, no. Zach, who lives in my building... Uh, yes. ...has just a precious habit of leaving the worst things outside of my door and then ringing the bell. Uh, These have included uh, long serial killer style scribblings of the lyrics to All Star. Oh, God. Um, They have included uh, pretty graphic drawings um, and, you know, just various things in case he thought... That means they're drawings of graphic novels. Yeah, (laughs) very accurate, actually, and free. Zach's very considerate in that he never wants me to feel too safe at any one given time. You know, if I'm at home and I'm maybe watching a TV show I enjoy... You gotta keep you on guard. Oh, I'm all comfortable. Oh, I might die today. I remember all of a sudden. So this was his latest contribution to this hellish uh, uh, saga. Oh, no. I want you to close your eyes, and okay. I'm going to pull the thing out. Okay. That's okay. I... <laughs> All right, continue. It, it's exactly what you think it is. Okay. Um, I want you to open your eyes and describe what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I, I, okay. I mean, we could uh, no, 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 save time this. by just calling it sin. <laughs> I, I got this. It's a, it's a figure of, of a little... Elf boy. I'm going to include a picture, maybe in the art. Oh, yeah, in your nightmares. <laughs> Just close Forever. your eyes and imagine the worst thing. It's a, it's a little elf boy, and he's wearing a, like, a Santa-y suit. <laughs> Bad. He's wearing, like, a little Santa suit, and he's looking, like, to the right, as if he's up to no good. He, and, he looks very coy. Yeah, he looks very coy, but his cheeks are very rosy and bulbous. So he's like, oh, I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> I'll never tell. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the worst thing about it, now, if you were to isolate just the head, and at this point, please look at the channel. If you were because... to isolate the head, this would be the last sight you see before you die. <laughs> but, but the head by itself, whilst creepy, coy, and uh, calculating, right, is, uh, you could maybe get away with that for a, for, a, for a fun toy for your kids, maybe, maybe no, in the 50s. Maybe in the 50s. You take yeah. away... The, the the censorship that I've applied with my right, palm. Right, right, right. He's he had, far taller than he needs to be. He looks like Slenderman. <laughs> it's the worst. He's curled up in a ball. I'm not yeah. really even sure how to describe it. Like a yeah, squat yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's doing a cannonball, effectively. Yeah, he's doing a cannonball. Um, except his back is perfectly straight. If he were to scale, he would be nine feet tall. <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh, my God. You- Oh my god! Oh my god! god, No! Oh my god! Okay, I've just revealed that the arms and legs would, in fact, not stitch together in a cannonball shape. But that's just how he was folded. Oh no! He also has no feet. He has no feet. He just has points like spider limbs. (laughs) This is terrifying. We will post a photo of this horrible, horrible creature. God, it's Jordan's the worst making thing. him walk. That's horrible. Oh, but fortunately his hands are stitched together like a grim hellfire nightmare. Oh my god. This is I, what they do to you in Hellraiser, the Christmas edition. This is this is harassment. This is, I'm, I don't even know by who or to who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks, Zach. Yeah, so Zach, if you're out there, your message has been received. We'll be wiring you the money. Please, <laughs> Please give my daughter back. <laughs> don't harm her. <laughs> um, so Jordan, we have a topic today. We do. 
And Perfect segue, because I that was horrifying bullying. Our topic today, not unlike the boy who's still looking at me. His, <laughs> <laughs> his eyes follow you around the room. <laughs> Even if I face him the other way, he'll turn over time. Um, God, I really don't want to put him anywhere in my room. Yeah, you got to put him underground. <laughs> <laughs> or in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> but he will just become stronger. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, sir. Would you, would sir, you like some of this good stuff? Move out of the way. Yeah. I, oh, just... you, sir. Would you like some of this good stuff? Hey, um, it's just a pamphlet. I know that okay. sounds weird. It's... All right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Take um, a look. Uh... Hold on. You look super familiar. Are you? <laughs> okay. This happens a lot. Um, I'm a Jarvis. Host... Jar- you're Jarvis from the Sad Boys. Uh, no, I'm on the other one. I'm Jordan. Uh, oh, the British sidekick. Uh, sidekick. I'm the, I'm the main co-host. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Take a look at the pamphlet. You're a listener. You listen to the show. Um, yeah, I've heard a few episodes. It just looks like you wrote "Share Sad Boys with a Friend" in a bunch of different crayon colors. That I did. Did it by hand. Uh, later found out that we have a printer and kind of lost a Saturday to that one. But I'm excited that you're interested and that you're a listener to the show. Um, um yeah, I listen every now and then. Yeah, Aren't the most- you guys like really big? What are you doing on the street? Well, the most valuable thing that you can do for us is actually promote the show to your friends. Because, hey, if you listen and you enjoy the show, it's pretty likely that people in your network would also listen and enjoy the show. Wait, so that actually helps you? It's incredibly valuable. Wow. It's the most valuable thing you can do. I mean, yeah, my friend Derek would probably really enjoy the show. So Hell I'll- yeah, let's get Derek onto the show. Uh, and maybe when you hang out with Derek, you tell him, I'm not a psychic. I'm actually like... Kind of the co-host of the show, and I, if anything, sort of the main host. Look, that's a big ask for me. Uh-huh. I'm gonna share it, but I can't. Right, but maybe if you share the show, he enjoys it. Then you mention, "Hey, and Jordan's like a main guy." Oh, and, sorry, I'm getting a call. No, but he's like, Derek, don't forget to mention well, the main. Really, I met the sidekick from the Sad okay, Boys. No, no, but actually, the other guy is way funnier. Our topic today is bullying, <laughs> and I wanted to start with a place where I definitely got bullied very early on, which is elementary school. Oh, primary school. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for our uh, not American listeners. It's for our uh, uh, European listeners, of which we have some. We do, and 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 some that are going to be joining us on the show probably very soon. I'm sure, are, but don't tell nobody. But it's a sequel. It's a sequel. I'll never tell. Well, I'll, I'll. That's what he said. That was <laughs> oh him. Oh my god! What the, get off the mic. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So Gerald, <laughs> what's the first memory you have of being bullied? So I went, for, for, for a little bit of context, I've mentioned it on the show before, but I grew up in an almost exclusively white town, and I did go to an exclusively white elementary school. Not big school. Right, uh, it, was, it, was, it was ethnically diverse, but it was just painted white. Yeah, it was very hard to see. It was a white schoolhouse. <laughs> it was so bright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all black students, though. So yeah, it was weird. <laughs> hard contrast. Um, no, I went to like, an all-Caucasian school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, at the time... Uh, was mixed race, which I still am. Right. Uh, just discovering it. Th- Weird at that how that point, works. Figuring it out, you know, just started. Um, but I remember thinking to myself uh, that it w- I remember rather not really thinking about it because I was born in this town, Stroud, right. Gloucestershire. Yeah. I was at Stroud Valley School. Wow. Uh, very cute name. Cute yeah. Little yeah green yeah. uniforms, of course, uniforms because it's the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the U in UK stands for uniform. <laughs> uniforms. The uniform K? kingdom. Thumbs up? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. Uniforms. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, at the time, it was not really a, a point of contention for me because my mum uh, obviously was never a bully, <laughs> a right, racial right. bully towards me. And your um, mom is a white person. She is a white person, unfortunately, despite do- trying her best. She yeah. is stuck that way. Um, but she, while we were talking about it when I was very, very young, I remember she would 
reference it and prepare me and provide like context because I could see that I was different from other people. Right. But it was never really like a point of contention or even a point of topic because most people wouldn't say it to me they might say it to my mum and then i remember one day when i was at school for the first time somebody referenced it and they referenced it in not a bullying way but just an exclusionary way and this is maybe on a macro scale uh, a good example of why microaggressions are actually dangerous right they're not just things that us woolly liberals use to get you dang conservatives down like they are yeah, things yeah, that yeah. can be really hurtful um and uh, this started a trend of people assuming that I could either reach things, run for things, help with things, wow. just like be the physical person that helps. Wow. Also, at this point, no taller than anyone else. Right. Like same height, just a little. It was bit like they brown. discovered you were Spider Man, and then just like started asking, <laughs> like, "Hey, uh, that's up really high. Think you could use your webs to get Spider Man?" And it's like I'm a child and not a superhero. <laughs> My uncle Ben was just killed. This yeah. is so inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, no relation. I remember that being, uh, the, the reason I mentioned that despite it not being active bullying was because I remember that more vividly than I remember many later occasions of active racial bullying. Right. Because racial bullying, is, especially when you're a kid, and it was my experience, it's just like yeah. this extension of a lack of empathy and cruelty and anger and, and that I could reconcile. Right, What I right. couldn't reconcile as a kid was, oh, I'm like a different kind of human. Yeah. In this school, I'm the help. Right. <laughs> like, I go and I pick up the stuff. And right, it, right. And, you know, this was what? I was, I'm 78 years old, so <laughs> this was in the, the early 40s. Um, <laughs> this was, what, 1998, 1999? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the time, I'm just like, okay, sure. Yeah, I guess uh, brown people just do that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll get the yeah, thing yeah, off yeah. the shelf. And they're just like, wait, it's, no. It's like, it's like forcing you into this weird role that, like, is is subservient almost and i don't think it was especially you know this is also the cotswolds right in the, in the middle of bumfuck england so people might just not have known yet that that wasn't cool it i'm not reached, crystal clear it had reached uh uh but i mean this this stretched throughout my life i was uh a classic was people you know crossing the street especially when i got bigger and then uh, not wanting to, me to stand behind them, like ATMs, people following me in stores. That's the classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But all that kind of stuff, I remember, as I say, much more vividly than the actual active bullying. Because the bullying is just like, oh, kids suck. We all know that kids suck. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. That we put them in a tiny jail yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every day. <laughs> because that's, we can't let them out on the street. Totally. Uh, but yeah, that was my first memory. How about you? So for me, um, going back to elementary school, I kind of had the flip side uh i had the opposite experience um my school was all black that i went to um and i i've mentioned this before but i didn't really know any white people until i went to middle school and how old is middle school that's uh like 11 okay um, wow. so that's like yeah, yeah yeah and so like there were a few of them in my school that i was like friends with but it was like predominantly black and i so i what I mean is that, like, it was dominated by black culture, and I wasn't really, like, I didn't listen to rock music until I was 11, because I was like, what is this? Why does everyone know the words to Journeys Don't Stop Believing? <laughs> it seems yeah. as if everyone is currently possessed. Yeah, what's that, like, a cultural undercurrent? Where and, did like, that the even thing, come from? Like, a quick rant is, like, I don't know why it's so expected for me to know that song. It's literally from the 70s. You don't understand, Jarvis. It's, it's a white song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no. a very popular white song. It was like, did you all just take a pill and just know all these? <laughs> like, did you come out of the womb with you, this? You, you take the blue pill and you uh, you get to attend the BET Awards and you learn all the lyrics. Yeah, to, so uh, I yeah, Nas tracks. <laughs> yeah, my my reference points were all like I watch BET and stuff. So in elementary school, the thing I got made fun of for because it wasn't my well, 
actually, I, I did get made fun of for from the color of my skin, but sort of in a reverse way where uh, people always assumed that I was half white. And I didn't know that I was because right. I only knew like my mother's black. Every person who raised me was black. So I didn't know. Huh. And, and I didn't know who my father was. So I just like assumed because everyone was telling me that I was half white that I was, but it didn't really have anything to do with my identity because I didn't know what that meant. Right. It was just like light skin because it's like there's a terminology for like light skin or like even, you know, colloquially pronounced light skinned, you know, like <laughs> that. That's how I was like me. Uh, and there is just like a lot of context. There's like... um sort of racial tropes that come with like being light skin. Did stuff. you did you find that that was established from day dot? Like people were immediately making that assumption or was yes. it more when you got around like pop culture age? No, no, no. It was definitely immediately. And then the other things that, because it wasn't always that that I was made fun of for. Um, so I've talked about that. I've talked about how I was made fun of for for talking white, um, which is just because I sound like this and I grew up in a place where people didn't sound like that. But I don't know where I got, you know, my manner of speech from. This is just like how I am, right? The other stuff that I got made fun of for was like, I had a lot of allergies. So I my nose was always running. So I was called oh, snot nose. Oh, no. I, uh, no. I, have, I have a scar. Um, That's adorable. I, I was born via C-section and have a scar on the top of my head where, like, hair doesn't grow. Uh, and when I would have, like, buzz cuts as a kid, people who were standing behind me would always, like, ask me about it. Um, right, yeah. Like, oh, did you know you're bald here or whatever? And it's like, oh, I had no idea. Every single time you sh- gasped in shock and fear. Yeah, yeah. What? And, and I... Um, I also, uh, when I was about five, fell backwards onto concrete steps and Ugh. cracked my uh, head uh, open. So I have another Jesus. scar where, like, hair doesn't grow on the back of my head. So people would comment on that. Um, I would get called gap tooth a lot um, because I have a gap in my teeth. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> makes well, sense. I guess that's <laughs> a step in the right direction. Story checks out. Um, <laughs> I'd be called gap teeth a lot because... I don't know. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and and on top of all that, I was just made fun of for being smart uh, because I was yeah. in a, you know, quote unquote gifted math class. And that like it wasn't as if I was in an entire curriculum that was different than everybody. It would be like I would leave to go to my class, like special class and then mm. come back. And then uh, because that made me different. Right. Do you think there was a correlation between the talking white and that, too? Like um, the, pub- the public perception of class of white. I don't think anyone made that one, made that like connection, because they're you know kids are very like just whatever I can see, I'm gonna comment on whatever like, and they're not making connections. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- that was like my initial experiences with uh, with bullying, and then that kind of continued throughout um, uh, elementary school. And did you ever have? Oh, I'm sure you did, because everybody does at some point. Many people have multiple. I'm wondering at what point in your life did you get? A or the bully? Okay, yeah, because I was going to ask the same question to you. Um, so I can start with this. I uh, Sometime in elementary school, I had a couple kids who uh, would bully me, and they were, like, friends. So I, I think I was just easy to pick on. And, and I don't know, like, how prevalent fighting was at your school, but, like, it kind of is, for some reason, the way that, like, black kids get their aggressions out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would always be, like... It would literally be like in a video game when you get a push notification that someone has challenged you to a duel. <laughs> a new like, challenger has arrived. Like I would literally be walking home and I would get a, a, not- a real life notification from one of my friends or friends of friends that's like, hey, Carlston wants to fight you. Not kidding. That's like how it would be. And I would be like, what did I do to upset this man? 
Damn. Uh, or it'd be like, I can't even fucking remember the other guy's name. Um, but I had these two guys who were like kind of bullies to me. And I remember like, uh, they stole my like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. No. I remember I had like a Jinzo that was like a secret rare, um, okay, uh, secret, no, yeah, secret rare up. from Pharaoh Servant Yu-Gi-Oh card. Actually, still very rare to this day. Card. Do they play Yu-Gi-Oh? Or are they just being mean? They um didn't really play Yu-Gi-Oh. They just like collected the cards Poses. and then like yeah. And and I remember uh I remember like <laughs> although I can't imagine that helped much with your defense. They were taking to be like, hey, you don't even play. Yeah. <laughs> Kill yeah. Exactly. Back. Exactly. I've also had in middle school. I, I used to play Magic the Gathering, and I had like kids who would walk around the lunch tables and like grab my deck of Magic cards and run out the door. Dude. Um. What is? I mean, we'll get more into this in a moment. Yeah. 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 The only reason that this isn't the most crazy heinous shit ever is because every child is like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How buck wild is it that yeah. every child is like this? Oh yeah, I they had just don't have empathy. I yeah. Um so I just remember I'll tell you this one story that like still to this day like makes me upset. Um my uh uh my like person who raised me, who I call my mom like from a very early age, like she raised me from like zero to twelve, um, and then she passed away, unfortunately. So we I was like a big mama's boy, uh, and I was also a huge nerd and like used to play Yu-Gi-Oh competitively. So I would go. How, in, how old are you in this scenario? Eleven, like I'm fifth grade basically. Uh, I would go to Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments at the comic book store and uh, play against like the college kids because I was in a college town. Uh, and so I would I would not do that well, but I would do okay. I was like I could hang a little bit, mm. but I was still very young. I was still like getting my sort of cutting my teeth in this like competitive playing things scene. Um, but I really enjoyed it and. I remember my my mom had like someone had bought a box of cards. My mom had somehow convinced them to trade me this Jinzo. Uh just through like she was like very like a nice person and she was like somehow got them to trade me this very rare card that I really, really wanted, right? It was an awesome card too in that at that time. And then this guy steals my the 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 bully steals my card and the next time I see it, it's like ripped in two. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's like I remember At like least seeing sell it. I remember seeing <laughs> my uh my card that I had this like sentimental attachment to like ripped near a gutter Why? in my uh That's uh, so weird. I know. It is weird. Um What did I uh, I just that is there some kind of gene? I just never had the compulsion for that. Yeah, I what, agree. What is the with thrill you. you get from that? I don't know. I think it's being in control. Well, yeah. I think it's like uh, I think it comes from it's agency. Yeah, agency, and then like just not being in. Yeah, yeah, just in control of other parts of your life, and then like needing that outlet. I um I want to ask you about your bully. What was what was your like? When did you get your first bully? Well, there's a sort of segue to this uh, from what we were just talking about. I am personally of the mindset that it's a this this strange cultural point of patronization that we always frame bullies as kids that have their own problems. Right. I think that's very common, and I definitely don't want to detract from that. And there yeah, is yeah, always yeah. some kind of nurture based source for that. Right. Right. I don't right. Think people are born with the bully gene. Agree. Agree. However. Many of the bullies that I've known in my life, and I say this without obviously having a lot of insight into their lifestyle. Right. Uh, they were just kind of dicks. Like, yeah, it was yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Everybody has issues. Everybody struggles with things. But some people externalize that in different ways. Right. And I don't think it's as easy a translation as it often gets simplified to as, uh, my dad hits me, I'm going to hit you. That's I'm sure that's very common. But a lot of the time it's, my dad is a lawyer in the city and doesn't spend a lot of time with me, and I spend more time with my mum. So I'm very friendly with women, 
uh, but also kind of commanding over them. And I hate men. And it's like these weird, and that manifests yeah. as, like, if I ever make a joke about the law, he'll just start attacking me. Like, oh, I don't even know what I did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's the issue. And I think that's what blocks a lot of negotiations around uh, putting bullying away. It's always like, hey, we need to talk to the kids and say, hey, don't hit them. You know that's bad, right? Right, right. Yeah, he didn't hit him because he thought, oh, well, this is fine, right? This is, hitting's fun and surely nobody gets hurt. They hit yeah. them because they don't have, like, a value set that devalues hitting somebody. And there's, like, this, like, sort of fire that builds up that needs a release. And yeah. they don't know, they don't have any strategies for, like, releasing that. You literally don't have anything else at that point in your yeah, life. Yeah, it's like, ah, <laughs> like, I just know I can do that. This is masturbation for me. And then yeah, they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is every, this is everything for me. Literally all of my... I've been charging this laser, <laughs> and I have no outlet for it. And yeah. I just, it's like you're holding you, – you, you really have to go to the bathroom. You've just been holding it for a long time, and you don't know where to go. <laughs> so you just throw up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You don't yeah. even pee. Yeah, yeah. you just like, don't have a bathroom. I have to do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my first uh, bully bully. Um, the nice thing is – and I, always, I was always told this, and, right. and in retrospect, thank God it came true. I don't remember his name. Okay. I don't really remember any of their names. Oddly I don't enough, remember the I, – I, I said someone else's name earlier. I don't remember the name of the guy who ripped up my Jinzo card. I remember the name of a different dude who was like – wanted to fight me one time, but I don't remember the dude who I did bet the it, deed. What if it was Yugi? Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. He did, it was too powerful. He had to destroy the card. <laughs> but you were saying. Um, but the – fortunately, I don't remember any of the names. I remember the names of people that I had like – weird contentious relationships with when i was older that could maybe be classified as bullying like in, in in college and stuff but no when i was a kid i was lucky enough to run in circles where i never really f- established a bully bully like there were different periods of time where different people would be angry with me or would be hateful towards me or like again they're releasing that fire i'm sure i was annoying on time time to time and sure. then they would release it on me and they would like call me the n-word like as opposed to right peeing they yeah, would call yeah, me yeah. the n-word you know it's it's their release yeah 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 um which I think is a, a thing also worth addressing is that while I do not believe that uh, insulting somebody for having a big nose or insulting somebody for being overweight is at all comparable to their race right. or using the N-word, right. for kids it is. Well, it is yeah, synonymous. Well, there's only – I think that like it feels like it, – it might feel wrong to hear that, but at the same time like you're – the building blocks of like being everything is like the same size. Every you yeah. cry for really simple stuff because you think so, it's the end of the world. Yeah, you, you have cry no point as hard reference. as if you just found out you were going to die when you like lose your you. I'm cards, sure right? if like, I found out I was going to die, I wouldn't cry as much as I did <laughs> when like I didn't get my way. Like I didn't get a video game that I wanted for Christmas. Yeah, I had to go to bed like at eight that. instead of eight thirty. Yeah, 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 like that because your point. You just accumulate all these points of reference that like puts things into perspective yeah and babies start with cry completely i'm going to die and i am so fucking happy and comfortable right now i'm gonna go to sleep that's like your two ends of the spectrum yeah yeah, yeah. and everything in the middle has to be filled in with experience when you're 11 years old even 15 years old yeah you got a lot of time you got a lot of things and experiences to learn um, particularly the things and that... your brain is still developing <laughs> to have like empathy and stuff, <laughs> you which space you don't it. have at that point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a really common thing that came up for me when I was uh, getting bullied in high school, uh, which I suppose would also be middle school in my case. I was about thirteen, right? Uh, which we call high school or secondary school. Um, in my secondary school, a thing that would happen really commonly was I would just walk past people I didn't know, and they would just go, "Hey, what's up?" N word. Like, oh, okay, um, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me, sir. And of course, like you know, if you're you're a geeky little uh, yeah, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. Um, with a couple friends, but you're not with them much of the time. You're just walking around, thinking to yourself, maybe you got some headphones in, and somebody says that to you. I now have agency as an adult 
to right. either go, well, that was a crazy person, I'm going to go home, or, excuse me, what did you just say? That yeah, was a yeah, yeah, yeah. nuts thing to do to a stranger. Yeah. Or to anyone. And then, as a kid, you just swallow it. You go like, um, I, I, okay, yeah, 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 then yeah. back to class. Yeah, so... Back to learning about Henry V. <laughs> like, it's, the contrast is very upsetting. Um, but I was fortunate enough to, at least in my memory, never have, like, the dude... Interesting. So, uh, it's Steve Barnes. He's got his baseball bat. Get off me, Steve. Oh, I'm in a dang locker. Why do you sound like what? a movie trailer announcer who's <laughs> being bullied by Steve Barnes? This summer, Steve. I got beat up at the pool. <laughs> New Line Cinema presents... <laughs> me getting my ass kicked. By Steve Barnes. <laughs> Classic Steve. By Michael Bay. <laughs> um, Steve, give me my dang cards back, Steve. Seriously, though. Um, yeah, but if you do have them. <laughs> if you do have them. I'd like the back in one piece, please. I would so, love if he is just sitting, listening, and crying. So remorseful. Uh, the Jinzo! The, dude, I'm still sad about that Jinzo. So one thing I wanted to mention about that is, like, I was lucky enough to not have, like, random N-word usage because I didn't, or at least be called the N-word as a slur. Yeah, pejoratively. Because I just wasn't around the people who could do that in a slur way. Yeah. Because if it's like black, if it's like black people, call black people that all the time. So it like, wasn't that weird? You're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when I was much older, I experienced like some like drive-by people like with their windows down and like just yelling out the N-word. And at that so point, it's, it's pretty weird. It's like I those mean, people are just people who have that same fire, the fire in them that they can't expel. You got to 30 and you still didn't figure out where the bathroom was. And you like, can't, still can't pee. I'm so lucky to have had like that sort of development, maybe as a result of being at the brunt of some of like this bullying that's like kind of taught me about the effects that others' actions have. And like, I don't know, I just think that that from that experience, I've been roughed up to a degree where it's made me a more, mm. it's made me a better person and a more thoughtful person, even though in the moment it was like the worst thing I could have possibly experienced. Yeah. Um, so is, is the question like... The qu- and the question is, how do you think that bu- your experiences with bullying have shaped you as a person? Yeah. So this is something I think about a lot. Uh, particularly around uh, racial discrimination and school environments particularly. I just hated school. The entire experience was a wash for me. Right, The right. entire experience, everything I learned, I learned from YouTube videos, which is why I'm so smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no follow-up comments required. Uh, but I, a, a little bit of transparency on the show, my number one dream, like the thing that I aspire to do, right. is establish enough of a comfortable lifestyle that I can have kids, like children are the thing that I'm, I'm most excited about. And I, yeah. I think I'll be a good dad and I look forward to it every day and, it, you know, that excites me. Right, so right. So it's just on the back burner, you know, I'm in no rush, but it's out there and that's the thing I look forward to. Absolutely. And I wrestle with the idea of what school environment I would send my kids to constantly. My mm. hope is that I would be in a space, yeah. you know, like San Francisco where there are just as functional alternatives with a little bit more oversight. Because I, I believe that the School system as it exists, at least in the UK, and from what I understand, the US one, yeah. is fundamentally broken. It is not how human beings develop. Uh, it yeah, is not yeah, an yeah. environment that is I think that there's that. like a lot of competing interests mm. that that result in the ideals being sacrificed for yes. like some harsh realities of incentives, basically. Uh, yeah, we could we could do a whole uh, other podcast series of episodes of me complaining about the school system, but yeah. to, to kind of. Uh, uh, and I would like to do an episode on cyberbullying as well because we ooh, haven't touched on that, and I point. would like to talk about it, actually. Yeah. To, to sort of conjugate my thoughts on how uh, the school system affects my, my perspective there, I am fearful 
but cautiously optimistic right. that, you know, in some way we'll just develop a better cultural understanding of how people react to those kind of stimuli and environments. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I also think to myself pretty often, yeah, it was good for me. Look, I mean, look at me now, which, yeah, man, to be totally honest with you, is not that different a philosophy from I was in World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was incredibly traumatic and I can't sleep and I hit my wife, but I, you know, I can I drive my, my car country pretty good. and I'm better like, for it. I don't know if my perspective is skewed. Yeah. And it almost certainly is, but I I value that experience. I value the perspective it gave me. I, yeah. I value the opportunity to be empathic. I value empathy more now as a result as yeah. well. I think if you're raised, I was raised single child, single mother environment. My mother's a very empathic and loving person. Right. I probably could have been a little delicate for the real world. Yeah. Had I not got like a uh, apprenticeship in bullshit. Yeah, you know in conflict. I think of it like this. I'm a pretty optimistic person, and I think that while these experiences shaped me ultimately for the better, they were a very harsh way to go about it. Similar to, like, some people learn to swim with classes where they uh, (laughs) have an increasing, like, difficulty scale of what they're doing, and they have, like, a tight feedback loop for their progress. And some people just get thrown into the deep end, right? And they're like, it's sink or swim. Yeah. And I think that bullying is a very sink or swim way to develop. Yeah. And it can crush people. And and it has. And that's kind of why I, like, want to talk about cyberbullying at some point is because, like, not everybody is able to have that elasticity Mm -hmm. and that bounce back. Yeah. And I think that we are lucky to have sort of come out of it in the way that we did. And to have had later experiences that taught us how to compartmentalize positive aspects yeah not just in that environment exactly. but in life in general oh, I, if something goes wrong try and take that and boil it down to something practical i think of it as like oh what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type situation but it could actually kill, kill you, you. <laughs> and yeah. so and so the fact that we are like we survived that and are stronger for it isn't to say that it is inherently valuable yeah i think that it has value but it is a high volatility in terms of like kind of what you were saying about about schooling i would hope I guess we're talking about schooling because it's like the well one it's like where you spend all your time as a kid and it's also like the primary place that bullying happens because your primary interactions with other people yeah like I hope that like my kids could be in in a very culturally diverse integrated environment where you're you have to learn about where other people come from first and foremost and like that way the every if, if everyone's different then there's not so much like of pointing at like specific differences in people because if you're like we're all this way and this person's different and now I'm able to to project all these stereotypes I have. That's uh that's a point of leverage that kids have because their brains are dumb. And, <laughs> and and it's 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 like literally the only like line they can draw from point A to point B. Yeah. If you scatter that and if you make it not a direct line, it's like, well, all right, well, you're from a different place and you have a different background and um You love pretzels, you hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think where when when it's like that, then the clicks that form are like uh like in mean girls, where it's like, all right, we're all pretty like socioeconomically the same and we all have the same racial background and so we're forming clicks based on something superficial i think that that is going to happen regardless i think that that's just like human nature but i do particularly with the like level of granularity a child's mind can operate on i think it's at a higher i think it's at a more manageable level at that point because it doesn't sort of dig into something as core to someone's being as the like the color of their skin uh yeah or, or something like that. And so I don't know that, like, my... I, I would hope that, like, my kids are, like, you know, bullied for, for dumb shit, but not having to question their, like, 
personhood. Yeah, because bullying at like a at a meta level is just a more intensive, more aggressive version of criticism, right? Yeah. Like it's a really, really bad outlet for criticism. Yeah. What the you know, what a bully is on some level trying to do is go, ah, change yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. fear saber tooth tiger lock the cave like that yeah. kind of stuff don't be you like the philosophy is at a very very base level kind of logical kind of yeah like, you're going like oh that person's got the flu better make sure they don't have the flu anymore get rid of them this yeah, person yeah, has yeah. leprosy get them out of the colony right total whereas totally. <laughs> practically speaking that doesn't fucking work. You don't get to just go like, oh my god, everybody that is slightly different, they just leave and then everything will be fine, right? Yeah, People yeah. will be like me. I like me. Um, but like, fundamentally, if we can kind of parlay that into an actual healthy dialogue, it's okay to criticize each other. I, I, I agree. And I think that like our tools for criticizing each other are very blunt and they will get better over time. And hopefully like things are worthy of criticism. It's just like when you have a hammer, you're just like, ow, you hit me with a hammer. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's because I didn't know the didactic equivalent. <laughs> How do I communicating? Like suck you up with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's about all the time we have today. Uh, but we've got some homework for you, Jordan. Uh, and the just homework- like school. Just like school. The homework is to just tell us about your bullying experiences. You can you can reach us on Twitter at Sad Boys Pod or on Facebook at Sad Boys Pod. Yeah, hit us with anything. Hit us with, uh, you know what? The bravest amongst you, just post the name of your bully. Oh, goddamn. Full damn. and last name, social security number, address. Facebook link. <laughs> Facebook link. PayPal link. <laughs> I want to Venmo them to yeah, really yeah, show yeah. them how mad I am. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing them. And as always, we love you. And we're sorry. Boom. Boom.